Thank you for joining us for the Lessons from First Naz podcast. And I welcome you again, those of you that are here on this very first Sunday in 2021. And if you're watching online, I'm Bill Bull. I'm the associate pastor, and we're glad you're watching and joining us this morning. In the New Testament book of Acts, in chapters 27 and 28, we have the account of the Apostle Paul, who was at this time a prisoner who was being transported to Rome. He was uh, on a ship. There were 200 and some other people on that vessel with him. And uh, they were going into the weeks of an approaching winter. In fact, it was at a time when most ship owners and the captains would find some safe harbor and just uh, anchor or tie up for the winter. But uh, this particular ship owner and his captain wanted to try and get their cargo further up the coast, and so they decided to head out anyway, no matter what history had shown as far as the stormy weather in that part of the region for that time of year. And you can guess what happened. They got in a terrific storm. It lasted for a good two weeks. And it just raged on, it seemed, day after day. And uh, many on board just simply gave up hope. Uh, they just didn't see that they were ever going to make it to land. And if they did see land, they didn't know if they'd still be able to reach it. I want us to uh, pick up the story in Acts chapter 27, beginning with verse 18. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me, and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul. For you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. As I began to prepare for this morning's uh, message, knowing several weeks ago that I was scheduled to speak I began going over some notes, and I found the message that I had shared uh, with you on December 29th, a year ago, right at the close of 2019 and just days before we went into the year 2020. And I began to go through my notes and, and uh, what I had shared with you, 
Of course, at that time, we didn't have a clue. We didn't have a hint what kind of a year we were going to experience, did we? And uh, now, how many times have you heard somebody say, well, you'll remember 2020, and I'm, I'm certain that we will. But as I look through my notes, I soon realized that a good many of the remarks that I had made a year ago in that message uh, could help us through any difficult times that we might find ourselves challenged with in the months before us right now. At that time, I shared with you some comments from King George VI of Great Britain. Uh, these were remarks that he had made in the early days of World War II. They were some of the darkest days that England had ever experienced, and yet they didn't have any idea that it was going to get much, much worse in the years that were ahead. England had never experienced anything like this. But the king prepared to share with his people on a Christmas broadcast. And here's what he said. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may, tre that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. Again, a year ago, we wouldn't even have begun to imagine the experiences that we were going to be part of and what we might witness in the year 2020. We wouldn't have imagined the divisions and the disunity the protests and the rioting that would tear apart cities and communities large and small all across our nation. And it hasn't ended. Even, even this week we heard reports that were similar to things that we've heard throughout this year. A year ago the word pandemic uh, probably meant little or nothing to most of us. COVID-19 was not even a part of our vocabulary. The World Health Organization announced January 9th of last year that a deadly coronavirus had emerged in Wuhan, China, and in a matter of months, that virus had spread literally around the globe, uh, impacting millions and millions of people and resulting in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deaths. The coronavirus triggered a pandemic and uh, triggered a global recession as numerous countries just simply went into lockdown like we did here in the United States. The Dow Jones Industrial Average suffered its worst single point drop ever on March 9th of last year. The police involved killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor sparked a wave of peaceful but quite often violent protests and demonstrations and riots that occurred literally around the world. And people were demanding an end to police brutality and racial injustice. And then we know this next one because a good many of us here this morning live in the state of Washington 
we heard about this invasive insect known as the Asian giant hornet. Spotted for the very first time in our nation up in northwestern Washington, measuring up to two inches in length, these hornets reportedly can wipe out entire bee colonies within hours. And then we had the deadly wildfires that uh, erupted from California up through Washington State, burning millions of acres, uh, killing people, and displacing hundreds of thousands of people that occurred beginning in about mid-August. The legendary Los Angeles Lakers player, Kobe Bryant, was killed along with his daughter Gianna and seven others when their helicopter crashed in Southern California on January 26th. Our president faced impeachment in a trial in January, and, and uh, he was ultimately acquitted by the Senate on February 5th, but it was just one more thing to throw into the mix of all the disruptive forces and actions that we saw taking place in our nation. The presidential election this past year was, was uh, one of the most volatile most of us have ever witnessed. More protests erupted in August when a 29-year-old Jacob Blake was shot by a Kenosha, Wisconsin police officer and paralyzed from the waist down. And uh, there, were, there were protests and, and uh, riots that followed for a number of days after that. We have experienced shortages of certain foods as well as products on store shelves. You know, who would have ever thought toilet paper would have been rationed? And uh, paper towels and cleaning fluids and, and uh, all manner of things. In fact, just this week, <clears throat> I was listening to the radio and heard a story that uh, now some, some store, stores are beginning to ration people to the antacid tablets they can purchase at any one time. And uh, it said that uh, in this story that there has been a run on uh, Rolaids and all manner of antacids that people are under so much stress and worry that they're beginning to hoard them. Uh, and I wouldn't have believed it, uh, but I guess that's part of 2020. We wouldn't have guessed a year ago that we would have to close the doors of our church and quit meeting together for a period of, of two months as that pandemic just swept across our nation and we found ourselves in that spot. I can still remember uh, seated in the office with Pastor Cliff and then speaking with board members. I mean, we had never been faced with anything like this. Closing our church, it just seemed unreal, unrealistic to even think about that. But 2020 uh, was a year when people suffered loss, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones, loss of uh, the hours they may have been getting at work. Reduced income was part of uh, many of those in our families and people we know or, or are acquainted with, it just seemed like 2020 was a year of loss to a good many people. A year ago, I challenged all of us as we stood at the gate of the new year of 2020 
reminding us that there's really no magic button to stop the flow into the future. It's going to happen. Facing the new year that was before us, uh, we needed to determine, each one of us, to go out into the darkness and put our hand into the hand of God. That was the safest way and the best way we could go through the year that was to follow. And with that in mind, I suggested three principles to assist us in facing this year that we've just gone through. And as I reviewed them this past week, I thought those hold just as much truth today and where we're at in life and at this point in history as we go into this new year. And so I want to share them with you again. The first of those principles was to trust God's promptings. Two things that accompany this first principle. Live close enough to God to be sensitive to his promptings and then live in ready obedience to those promptings. I shared with you about a lady, a Jewish lady, Corey Tenboom. And many of you here are familiar with her. You've probably read some of her books or her ma materials. Uh, she and a number of her family members were arrested by the Germans during World War II and incarcerated in a concentration camp. And Carrie or Corey later wrote a book about her experience titled The Hiding Place. At one point in that book, she quoted her sister Betsy, who was in the concentration camp with her. And here's what Betsy said. Every experience that God gives us, every person he puts in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future that only he can see. And that's good stuff. Every experience God gives us, every person he puts in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future that only he can see. That reminds me of Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, which tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend upon your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If Betsy's comment and the words from Proverbs are both true, I have to wonder what God might be preparing us for with the many experiences that we've gone through during this past year. A year ago, I asked you if you would be willing to let God interrupt your life with his promptings as you went through the new year. And I had to think back, have I done that? Have you done that? And as we enter 2021, I think it's still appropriate to ask if you and I are willing to trust his promptings in the months ahead and be obedient to those promptings. The second principle I gave you last year to assist in the months ahead now was to trust God's providence. Trust God's providence. A year ago, I shared with you another comment from 
uh, Corey Tenboom's book, and this incident occurred before she and her family had ever been incarcerated in the concentration camp. Corey was at a home that she and several family members lived in. At this time, she was just living with her sister, Betsy, and uh, they had really spent a fitful night. This was in Holland. German and Allied planes had been fighting in the skies overhead. Uh, Corey couldn't sleep. Neither could Betsy. And finally, Corey realized that Betsy was downstairs in the kitchen making tea. So Corey, Corey got up and went downstairs. And for an hour, the two sisters sat, talked quietly, uh, just visited with each other. The explosions were going on all, all around them. The windows were rattling. But at last, the sound of the airplanes died away and things began to fall silent. Corey groped her way back upstairs. Uh, the lights were all out because of the blackout. She reached for her pillow when she came to her bed and closed her hand over something hard and very sharp, and she suddenly realized that blood was trickling down her fingers. It was a jagged piece of metal about 10 inches long that was in her pillow. Minutes later, as Betsy bandaged Corey's hand, Corey said, Betsy, if I hadn't heard you in that kitchen, and immediately uh, Betsy put two fingers up and touched her sister's lips and, and said, don't say it, Corey. There are no ifs in God's world. The center of his will is our only safety. And again, I challenged you a year ago as we entered the new year to trust God's providence but shouldn't we do that as we enter 2021 as well? Certainly, we should. The third principle I gave you last year was this. Trust God's presence. In Psalms, we read, You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. We're never alone, whether on the regular pathways of this life or on some sharp detour we'd never expected. We're never alone. Romans 8.28 is familiar to many of you, and part of it says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We may not always feel God's presence, not always feel it with the same intensity, but never forget his nearness. Never forget that. Thornton Wilder, a playwright and novelist who died in 1975, once depicted in one of his writings the relationship between a popular concert hall singer and the person that had discovered her and her tutor. The singer was content with mediocre work if she received the, the crowd's applause. 
But after each performance, she had to face her teacher and tutor, who was always standing there in the wings. I can see standing in the wings of our lives, our Heavenly Father, God himself. He's watching over his children and maybe working at keeping them from being too easily content when the crowd is friendly and from being too depressed when the crowd becomes hostile. Sometimes God shuts us up to himself without feelings or emotions or reassuring experiences. Sometimes all we have is only faith in God's unchanging character. And that does not change. A year ago, we could take comfort in knowing, in knowing that the Lord would go through us in the year that was ahead. And this morning, we can do that very same thing. We can also rejoice in knowing that he will watch over us all the days of our lives. Yes, we can trust God's presence. You can trust God. You can put your whole weight on him. Our Lord is trustworthy. You can relax in his providential care and unconditional love as we enter into a new year, whatever it may hold. Last year, I closed with an illustration that is just as appropriate for us today at this point as we begin this new year. On Christmas Eve in 1875, Ira Sankey, a gospel singer and composer who was well-known in his era, was sailing by steamship up the Delaware River. Many passengers gathered on desk enjoying the calm, starlit evening. Someone asked Mr. Sankey if he would be willing to sing. He stood with his eyes lifted toward heaven in quiet prayer for a few moments. He intended to sing a Christmas carol, but then felt prompted to sing the old hymn, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us. In the stillness of the night, the words and melody floated out over the deck. Everyone seemed touched by the song. After the song ended, a man with a rough, weather-beaten face came up to Mr. Sankey and said, Did you ever serve in the Union Army? Yes, said Sankey, I joined in the spring of 1860. Can you remember if you stood, stood guard duty on a bright moonlit night in 1862? Yes, answered Sankey, I can remember a night like that. And he was very much surprised. Well, so did I, said the stranger. But I was serving in the Confederate Army. When I saw you standing at your post, I said to myself, that fellow will never get out of here alive. I raised my musket and took aim. I was standing in the shadows where you couldn't see me, but you were standing in the full light of the moon that fell on you. At that instant, as tonight, you raised your eyes to heaven and you began to sing. I took my finger off the trigger and thought to myself, let him sing his last song to the end. I can shoot him afterwards. My bullet cannot miss. But you sang the same song that you sang tonight. 
I heard the words perfectly. We are thine, do thou befriend us, be the guardian of our way. When you finished your song, I couldn't take aim again. And I thought, the Lord who is able to save that man from certain death must surely be great and mighty. My arm just dropped limp to my side. Since that night, I've wandered about far and wide. But when I just now saw you standing there praying, as on that night so long ago, I recognized you. And then my heart was wounded by your song. Now I ask you, I ask you to help me find a cure for my sick soul. Sankey was deeply moved, and he threw his arms around the man who had once been his enemy. And that night, the stranger found the good shepherd as his savior. So as we look back and leave behind the turbulent past of 2020 and enter into whatever it is that may be before us in 2021, I think we could easily say that, that even now we're in one of the greatest storms of our lives. We may lose some things along the way, but we don't need to be afraid. Paul and all those on board that ship with him ultimately made it to shore. The Lord we serve and to whom we belong is saying to each of us, don't worry, trust me. Don't worry, trust me. Let's continue to live in the hope that our Lord does provide. And I challenge each of us once more, trust God's promptings, trust God's providence, and trust God's presence. Trust God. He has his hands on the controls of this new year. Keep your lamp burning and let God place it where he will. Yes, let's take hold the hand of God. Would you stand with me? After I pray, Katie is going to come and lead us in a couple verses of song, and then you'll be dismissed. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence with us on this first Lord's Day of 2021. Lord, it has been a turbulent year that we have been through, one filled with loss and tragedy and uh, all kinds of disunity, it seems like, and, and just troubles galore. Uh, some have lost and uh, been struck far worse than others, but Lord, it's been a year that many of us would just like to see behind us, and we do have hope for the new year. But I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we go into it and in these days and weeks and months ahead, we'll be so very careful to trust your promptings, your providence, and your presence. And I pray that as we look back a year from now, we'll see without question that as we took hold the hand of God, your grip was tight on us and you walked every step of the way with us. 
Father, be with us, each of us, as we go into this new year now. In your precious name, we ask this and pray. Amen. Thank you.